Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. New hot and iced sunrise batch coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced, full-bodied blend, brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or re-hung. Enjoy a medium, hotter, iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. Welcome to Wonderful and Strange. I'm PJ. I'm Celia. And this week we did 1971's Four Flies on Grey Velvet. But before we get into that, what have you been up to this week? Not a lot. Not a lot. <laughs> Still not, not a lot. lot. Still waiting. Like most weeks. Yeah. I was going to do the, the back garden area and I went to see if I could get some planters, but they were sold out. Mm. And that's pretty much what I've done this week. Yeah. So I didn't really do anything in the backyard. No, it's not very nice weather either at the moment, is it? It's a bit do it. drizzly. It was nice at the beginning of the week, now it's drizzly. Mm. I was laughing because uh, Rob came home the other day and he was like, I wondered why my car wasn't very, like, working as well as it should. And I was like, oh no, what's happened? And he was like, I realised that I've got a load of soil in the back of it, in my boot. <laughs> and I was like, oh, all right. So then uh, it comes out with these massive bags of soil and I was like, you're prepared for planting then. Prepared for spring. Well, I feel like last year we struggled to get any. And it, like, because I ordered some and it took like a month to come. Mm. And then by by the time we'd got it all, it was kind of, we'd sort of missed the window really where we should have been planting. Yeah. It's all about the gardening. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was meant to plant some onions I got onions cheap last year because <laughs> they were the only thing that's left. Plant them in October, and I haven't got around to it yet. Yeah, which you is might just have to plant them. Classic, classic Celia. You might have to plant them classic. this October. I'll wait. I'll wait a couple of years. Get around to it. Then. <laughs> I'll get around to it It'll, at some point. Oh, imagine if they came up like a completely different species, and I'd be like, "That's the way. That's the way. Leave them for you two don't. years." Leave Sorted. them to ferment, leave them to <laughs> and they come out like a like a flower, rather than an onion. I love it. I love it. Oh, yeah. So we're gonna get. We are gonna get uh, organised this year and plant on time, hopefully. But yeah, I've not really been up to a lot. We've been watching a lot of wrestling because uh, it was Revolution, which is a pay per view. So it's pay per view week. 
So we've had two two lots of YouTube matches on dark and then one like regular sort of Wednesday night thing. And I've still got the pay per view to watch. Yeah. About wrestling. I get there's so much going on with it, isn't there? Mm. I don't t- I don't really like... follow WWE, it's more just AEW that I follow. Just have watched Alec Guinness films. Ooh. Yeah. I've just discovered Alec Guinness. It's a bit more high realize... a bit more highbrow than wrestling, I guess. Ooh, seriously. Yeah, I didn't really realise. Obviously Alec Guinness, I knew his name. Mm. But I didn't equate the guy from Star Wars over on Kenobi with all the other films that he's done. Oh, he's done loads of stuff. Oh, he's done loads. He's done so many. Yeah. He's what have really you watched? Good. What have you watched? I watched. Um, what did I watch? Kind Hearts and Covenants. Although mm. I didn't finish that. I have seen it before, though. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. And Our Man in Havana. I think I've seen that. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So you're on an Alec Guinness kick, are you? I seem to be. I appear. It appears that I, I am. Seem yes. To be. <laughs> It wasn't like a deliberate decision. I wasn't like, this is... This is what I'm doing. March, my plan moving forwards is to engage with the Alec Guinness back, back catalogue. Um, I mean, I would say it like that. You know, it's lockdown. What else it's are you going to do? Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like that. Now's the time. I never anything ever. It was just, you know, just how it happens. You just mm. see it on telly and you're like, what is that? And record it. Yeah, I love that. I love it as well. something new. I love it as well. I feel like on Sky Q sometimes it, it like throws things in that it thinks you might like. Oh. So it started doing it now because Rob's, fe- Rob's fuming about it. But I think it's because I've recorded so many horror films. If a horror film comes up, it records it for me now. It's it great. It records it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yes, this is great. And he's like, not another one. But then I'm like, I can't delete them because they're all for the podcast when Celia can come round and we can watch them. Yeah. Because they're like ones that I maybe can't find anywhere else. Do you know what I mean? So I was like, do not delete them. I need them. They need to give us more storage on SkyCube because ours is always full. And I'm like, well, I might watch that documentary about Atlantis, but I just But I just don't want it right now. now. Yeah. It's like, it's there and I will watch it. Yeah, I will. I do want to watch it, but I don't feel like it right now. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. I think. Well, I don't know if you can get, like, varying degrees of storage. I'm not sure. I th- I think if your storage is maxed out, they should give you more storage automatically because clearly you need it. Yeah. I think the, the Sky Q box has, like, a lot of storage compared to the old boxes. It's like a terabyte mm. of storage, so quite a lot. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and yet it's still full. And yet it's not enough. Yeah, that's it's it. That's enough. it. What else have I done? I'll tell you what I have done. Breaking news. Yeah. What we have done this week. We have recorded and put out our first oh, yeah. extra content for Buy Me yeah. A Coffee. So we've started a deep dive into Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. What our, what our uh, show was named after. It seemed fitting. So it's the pilot and episode two, which we have had a little discussion about and we've put that on buy me a coffee so if you want to subscribe to us and buy us a coffee you can listen to that as an extra little treat do you know what has just occurred to me? you know how it's the pilot mm-hmm. and then episode two but it's called episode like the, the second the one after the pilot is episode one mm. because and that it's like joe you know it's like you know in america where the ground floor we say like 
zero is the ground floor or something, don't we? Yeah. Or we say it's ground always, but in America, the first floor is the ground floor because it's the first floor. Really? Like we're like the ground floor, and then and the then first the first floor. Is the next floor. Up. Ah, yeah. yeah. It's the, it's like it's the same sort of thing. Yeah, that is weird. Probably not related, but it's just bit weird, isn't one it? Of those things. Yeah. yeah, I might have to change that on the thing to like pilot an episode one because I'll get confused floor, otherwise. Yeah. Because if I'm I'm technically on the ground floor of my house right now, but if I was in America, I'd be on the first floor, which is mean I'd be in the kitchen. Yeah, that if doesn't I said make I was sense. Floor, I'd be in the ki- like. It's weird, isn't it? Isn't it weird how like. Everywhere has their own sort of little quirks and mm. stuff. It's really it's like odd. aluminium. 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 Weird. But anyway, yeah. So we've got extra content. And also, hopefully, there's going to be, I've decided what I'm going to do is, I'm going to construct a Charlie Day Pepe Sylvia board of what is happening in Twin Peaks. So it's going to be like a crime board. Oh, yeah. And then, so then. When we've sort of discussed the episode, we can kind of consult the board and be like, what is happening? And try and unpack it a bit. Do you know what I wish we could do? I wish David Lynch would write a game. You know how like there's all the games come out, like Grand Theft Auto and like Red Dead mm-hmm. Red Dead, all of them? Mm-hmm. Can we not have a David Lynch-created game? Well, you say this, right? But mm. there might be one. Which I have played, yes, and it's called Deadly Premonition. I think it's on Steam, and it's basically it's basically Twin Peaks. It's like Twin Peaks, but it's not Twin Peaks, but it is exactly Twin Peaks. And and you follow like an an agent who comes to a town who's like trying to solve all these murders. There's one and two. I've not played the second one yet, but yeah. I might give it a go. Yeah, it's good. It's weird. Good. It sounds weird. But it is very Twin Peaks because uh, my friend my friend had it and lent it to me and he was like, if you like Twin Peaks, you'll really enjoy this game. It's really good. So there you go. Have a look. I might give it a try. Yeah. Well, I'll add it to my list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you'll like it. It's good. So in all that crazy fun that we've had this week, we watched Four Flies on Grey Velvet, which was made in 1971 and was directed by our good friend Dario Argento. We love him on this podcast. It scored a 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb and the synopsis is Roberto, a drummer in a rock band, is being stalked by a mysterious man. After accidentally stabbing the man, his troubles are just beginning. Dot, dot, dot. They least. It's crazy. So this film apparently is the only one that Argento has made that doesn't show us the assassin in the first sequence. Oh, really? Mm, apparently. And they originally had considered Deep Purple for the soundtrack because it's based around a band. So it was going to be Deep Purple music. But then it wasn't, obviously. It wasn't. Cool. What's that big uh, Deep Purple hit? I forget. I'm not really a Deep Purple fan. Is it Smoke on the Water? I can't remember. I don't know. I'm not really into them, to be fair, but I think it might be. I don't know. This makes me think Blue Velvet. Yeah, it's not. Totally different. <laughs> what was the Prince? What purple the Prince, Rain. Um, purple Rain. Purple Rain, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> fun fact about that, <laughs> Purple Rain. We went to go see Prince and it was the year before his death. Mm. Best £96 I've ever spent, thank God oh, we yeah. went. And uh, we went and he played Purple Rain and I cried. 
I was really emotional. I cried and Rob was like, are you all right? And I was like, I just feel really emotional right now. So, yeah, there you go. It's not funny. It is kind of funny. It's a good story, isn't it? Yeah, I was well emotional, yeah. It was really good. Life is about these experiences. I miss gigs. I need to, oh God, I need to get out of this lockdown and do something with my life. Driving me insane. But uh, yeah, so that's, that's that's my tale. Um, Did he bring a motorbike on stage? That would be cool. No, he didn't. But when I feel well, like... Still, I'm sure it was good. I feel like when I saw Motley Crue, they might have done. Cool. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Who would you like to see in concert? Would you go and see Kanye in concert? Nope. I feel like it would be an interesting show to see Kanye. I feel like he would do something you wouldn't know what he was going to do. I don't know. Do, he doesn't interest me. And I, I reckon he'd be really expensive as well. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you know what I find frustrating though is when they do big arena shows that I haven't been to many but I've been to like one or two mm. and it's like they're really really expensive but it's just really 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 big thing but I don't it's so feel big it's like I don't feel like I've been to a gig because I'm that yeah, far you away. Yeah, standing near the stage if you can be standing near the stage I want to be like this <laughs> yeah if it, no but one could see, no one could see fine. this on the podcast. What I was doing is basically my hand on my face. <laughs> I want to be close, very close. It's like I feel like they should do smaller venues and just make the um, do more dates or something. Do more dates, mm. even though obviously that's hard for them. Yeah, like if the fans might. If say if they instead of doing one big arena, they did like seven nights in a smaller venue, and the same number of tickets were available. Yeah. That's it. It's, it is hard. I don't. I, I know. I understand why they do it because I feel like I watched a documentary and it was um it was thirty seconds to Mars. So Jared Leto had done it, and it was basically yeah. them when they when they'd done one of their albums. They were trying to get out of a contract with their um record label, and it was a whole like big legal battle and stuff. It was horrible, and they were kind of explaining how it works. Basically, you. When you start, you start off in debt to the company, basically. So, like, you're not making money immediately because you're paying them back for what they've put into you and stuff. Yeah. And I feel like when when they do tours and all that kind of stuff, that's where they make the money. So I can see why you'd go to a bigger venue because you make more money. Ironically, though, I saw... I ended up going to see something that I've wanted to see for years, which was Monster Trucks Oh yeah. at the MAN. Which were great, right? But in contrast to what I've just said, the MEN it wasn't big enough for the yeah. monster trucks because the monster trucks needed like a that's way diff- more runner. That's they different. That's different. Height it. on the jumps. Yeah, I'm like, I'm just never happy with any. That's different though. That's a venue. different thing, isn't it? Like, yeah. I feel like if it's music, it needs to be a smaller venue. I just feel if it's monster trucks, yeah. they need more room. Like, yeah. I, I don't mind. Like, I like, I like. I'll watch anything. To be fair, I go watch band, but I do like the sm- like the the smaller gigs that I've been to have been better. Mm. But then Prince was really good, and he was at the MEN. How much would it cost to get like a private gig done? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> it depends who you. It depends who you want, I suppose. Depends. Who would you want? Kanye. <laughs> How much would you have to pay Kanye to do a private concert? Oh my god! I don't think there's enough money in the world for Kanye to do a private concert. That said, he is in the uh, midst of a divorce, so he might need the money. Maybe 
someone's just not asked him. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe someone has like just to... not approached him and been like, hey, Kanye, how do you feel about this? Because yeah. he might need to rehearse for a tour. So he might be like, yeah, you know what? Like when, when, out a yeah. town hall in Lancashire. Like when, might be um, good first step. like when comedians do like a sort of practice circuit and they go yeah. to the smaller places. That's a really yeah. good idea. Any bands, idea. any bands that are listening, take heed, do this, come to Lancaster when uh, when the lockdown's done. We should probably get into this anyway. film. <laughs> we really went off on one then, didn't we? <laughs> so, it starts with drums, somebody drumming, and I noticed the drum kit was glittery and I really enjoyed it. It was great. And then you I get... didn't feel like he was playing the drums to the music that... No. Like, he was kind of in time to mute, but I didn't feel like the actor was actually playing the drums... No, I don't think so. I don't think he's a drummer. And then you get the Four Flies on Grey Velvet title card with a heart, which is weird. It's like a real heart. Like it's really strange. I don't understand. And then we get we get jazzy tunes. It's just like jazzy tunes. I can't explain the music. It's just jazzy music. And it kind of he he's sort of looking round. Is this? It's Roberto. Is our main guy, and he's looking round, and he sees this man staring at him in the window. Which is quite unnerving. Found out, that guy. For someone who wants to blend in, he really makes himself seen, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. So, he's, yeah, so we get more sort of jamming. They're all jamming and they're doing their music stuff and it's great. Um, he gets attacked by a fly while playing, which is mm. annoying him and he's trying to like swat it away whilst drumming. And then it cuts to a park, I think. And then it it's kind of like, it cuts away... To this park and then back to him and this fly's still annoying him. And then it cuts to him driving away from from this rehearsal and he sees this man again that that looks like he's following him. Creepy guy. Yeah. And then uh, and then it it cuts to the fly the fly has landed between his um hi hat symbol. So then he basically presses his symbol and squishes this fly and I was like, Ugh, you're gonna have to clean mm. that off your instrument now. That's horrible. So then it cuts to, I think it's like post-musical session that they've had. And this guy's like, what's wrong with you? You're missing your cues. You're not, you're not, your head's not in it kind of thing. And then he sort of says, I've seen this man again. And he's like, can't sort of concentrate or whatever. And then it cuts to, it cuts to him walking down the street and this man's there and he's following him. And it looks like they go... Noir. It looks like they're going to like a concert building or something. Yeah, it it's almost like they've had that um, New Year's party and there's those streamers on the floor of it, this concert. It maybe. almost looks like the place that opera was filmed in, but I'm yeah, not. Yeah, it was. What I, thought, I was like, sure. he's, he's got a thing about operas and stages. I think it might be the same place, but I don't know because it looked very, very similar with the boxes. But um, he, he sort of he he goes he goes walking and then basically gets in this guy's face in the end because he's following him and he's like what do you want why are you following me and then uh, this guy pulls a knife so then he's like oh shit they start fighting and then i don't know how it happens but the stalker ends up getting stabbed with his yeah, own so knife he sort of gets stabbed okay. yeah but at this point i was like that's definitely a setup setup yeah it just felt like a setup i didn't even i didn't even click that but now i've watched it all yeah it must it must have been somebody set him up to follow him and make him paranoid so he lashes out and then he gets stabbed 
Meanwhile, while this is going on, there's some mysterious person in a mask in, in a one mask. of these balconies taking pictures of all this unfolding, basically. It's like where Valentine was in, got its inspiration. It Odd. does Baby look like mask. Valentine, doesn't it? It does. Mm. I wonder if it is, you know. It might be, because it's it is quite similar. It's, it's I thought it reminded like me of something. Yeah. Ah. It was a bit like a Simpsons character as well. Like it, it was, was really it weird, sort of. And it was, like, it was like a big, big face, but then really tiny features. It was weird. And then we cut to a woman looking out of a window and a oh, cat. This is where I thought, again, in, you know, in some of the other Dario Argento films we've watched, I noticed, can you imagine having in your little flat or whatever... Just your possessions be few books, some records, and like some furniture, and that's it. Yeah. And then their houses are so like minimalist. That's how it was in the seventies. Yeah. Kind of minimalist. Now it's just like stuff everywhere. They just didn't have that much stuff. Ours is ours would be just a shit ton of plants. There's plants all over the place. But it is nice, yeah. But yeah, like it's like all. Part of her relaxation time was just to look out the window. There wasn't. Yeah, there's not like I'll oh, put Netflix on or whatever. Yeah, so like, I'll just look yeah, out of the window. Yeah, internet, Netflix, telly. Like, yeah, I didn't even notice a telly there. Just some records and no. some books. Yeah, out the window. Yeah, so she but she's sort of board. staring out of this window, and there's a cat that's very relaxed, it's chilling. Oh, that cat's chilling. And then um, Roberto's in bed, and the phone rings. Um, and she answers it, does the uh, wife, but there's no answer. So, and then she's like, go to hell, and then slams the phone down. So you get the impression that this has happened a couple of times before because she's very mad about it. And then she she's sort of talking to him and being like, are you still awake? And he's like, yeah, and, and obviously he's like worrying about this stabbing that has happened. Well, which like, the, the thing with this film, I was like, throughout, I was like, go to the police, just... People never go to the police in films, do they? No, and it, but then I guess if they had have done, it would have... Well, we'll get into it later because there will be spoilers. I well, yeah, forgot well, yeah. to say spoiler warning, there will be spoilers. It's a jallo, you've got to kind of... It's like a whodunit, isn't it? So um, you, see, you see this like negative picture of him stabbing this guy mm. and then it cuts to a paper which says there's a body in been found in a river so and then, then this this woman crops up i think she's like i don't know if she's a neighbor or something but she's really really annoyed at this postman because she keeps getting sent <laughs> swedish porn and she doesn't want it it's not hers uh, she doesn't want it she's like get the right address stop sending me this crap so funny that lady she's hilarious she's, she's not happy she shouts at him at least three times in this and she's like you've so sent it again postman. Part of me thought that she maybe had just ordered it and she was just pretending that it was wrong and she's like, I'm really furious about this and then just takes it away. That's what I thought. <laughs> she's <laughs> so, not happy. She, <laughs> she was one of my favourite... Actually, no. I'm not going to get into who my favourite characters were because I had quite a fear in this. <laughs> she was one of them. Yeah, I did like her. I feel like the dubbing on this is really, really bad. Like... As a as a Jello film and an Italian film, usually the dubbing is quite bad, and you've kind of got to just accept that and just mm. power through. But for some reason, this one was particularly bad. I was like, oof, it's really bad. I wouldn't mind it if it had subtitles and was yeah. The original. Yeah, like it. Not everyone likes subtitles. It's, it's hard no. sometimes 
they detract us. Sometimes they don't. It depends. I don't mind because I'm I'm one of those heathens that watches like TV with subtitles on. Like I watch Netflix yeah. with subtitles on, so it doesn't really bother me. It's given it, me good practice. Like, yeah, if the dubbing's not great, sometimes it kind of stops you believing it. Yeah. Whereas you're reading sometimes it feels more it real takes you out of it a bit, doesn't it? it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then also it is quite funny as well. It does make me laugh. <laughs> So, Roberto gets a letter from the postman and it's the man's ID who is stabbed. So he's like, oh God, what's going on? This isn't good, somebody knows. Then we cut to a party in his house. He has a lot of parties in his house because he's a a musician. So I'm guessing just people just hang out at his house, it looks like. And then um, this is the the first of, of party chat question mark that I put. So this man is chatting about length, about how people in Saudi Arabia get decapitated. That is not party talk. That is a conversation ender. No. It, well. And I feel be, like it's the same guy the, later the on. guests were enjoying it, were they? No. <laughs> and I was just like, why? Really? Why are you talking about this? And then it cuts to it cuts to Roberto having a dream. So he starts having this dream about decapitations in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And they're in this like big courtyard thing and this guy's flying towards them with a sword, but then he wakes up. So he wake he wakes up to a sa- to a sound in the house like knocking about and he's like, oh, I don't know what this is. And walks through the house. Nobody ever turns a light on in this ho- in this film. And it drives me insane. Why would you when you're worried there's an intruder? You put all those goddamn lights on. Especially because, A, you'll be able to see. B, it might alert other people that something's going on. You know. But no, no, no. There should be a special, like, red light switch in every room. Help! (laughs) There's a (laughs) stalker in my house. You don't just want illumination. (laughs) Something's up. You need to, like... Something's up. (laughs) Alarm. Yeah. One red light switch when yeah. there's an emergency <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so he's wandering through this pitch black house like a fool and then uh, he finds the cat the cat hisses at him he probably stood on it because he couldn't see so that's probably why the cat's pissed off do you not think though if he's a cat owner and he hears a noise in his house he'd assume it was a cat he'd be like it's just the cat because they like to like run around at 3am yeah they? and they do make noise don't they yeah I guess so yeah, but he's paranoid because he's he's had this ID, mm, so he thinks that paranoid. somebody's after him. Yeah, I had this weird dream last night that there was a shell on my bed with a mollusk in it, <laughs> and it was an unidentified, and no one knew what type of a mysterious like, mollusk it was. Mm. But it was like um, a tortoiseshell colour. You know, like you get those combs, yeah, that, like, tortoise, or like horn-rimmed glasses, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. And I thought the cat ate it, and I woke up and I was like, oh no. He's just eaten that unknown mollusk that was on my bed. Why would you have a mollusk on your like, bed? I don't know. <laughs> that reminds me of Black Books when he comes in and he's like, "We need to, we need to sort this place out." And he's like, "You've got mollusks on your pipes," and he's like, "Well, that's where they live. It's you know, it's not a problem." <laughs> so, I've seen Black Books for years. I love it. So he's walking around this house and then he realizes that the power's been cut, so he can't actually turn the light on and. He sees the this weird mask person and he falls onto like a piano wire or something and he starts choking. And basically they're, they're saying, they say, I could kill you right now, but I'm not gonna. Got other plans for you, basically. 
And then um, I think it says, they say something to wait till he's all alone or something like that. And then basically he drops to the floor and he's like gasping for breath and he's like, oh my God, what was that? Yeah, it's horrible, isn't it? Yeah. So they they disappear and he kind of goes around to see if he could find anybody. But obviously there's nobody, there's nobody about. So then the power comes back on. And then uh, the wife, the wife gets up and she's like, "Oh, what, what's, what's wrong?" And then he's like, "Oh, nothing. I couldn't sleep." And she sort of starts to question him, and he gets really shirty about it. And he's like, "Just go back to bed or whatever." And gets really like annoyed with her. And then she, she's kind of not convinced at this point. She's like, "Right, you've been acting weird for several days now. Just tell me what's going on." And then. <laughs> I sort of burst out laughing at this bit because he's like, she's like, tell me what happened. And he's like, literally, this is what he says. He's like, it's nothing. I killed a man a couple of days ago. What? <laughs> I was like, what? What are you even on about? Oh, my no, God. It's nothing. It's, it's nothing. nothing. I killed a man. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. And then and then she's like, oh, okay, fine. That's not what I was expecting, but that's fine. Uh, what does he want? And, and he's like, well... I don't think they want money. They're just threatening me, and like they've nearly killed me just then. And then he said, "Oh, I've got, I've got like letters and photographs and all sorts of stuff that has been sent to me by this mysterious person." And he goes into this like drawer to get it out, and he's like, "Oh, it's all gone. That's why they were here because they've taken all the evidence, basically." Yeah. Give me evidence. Yeah. So, so she, she's a bit skeptical at this point because. It seems all a bit far-fetched. And she's like, I think maybe you've been working too hard. And then and then says, uh, shall we uh, go see Enrico? And he's like, Enrico the shrink. You clearly think I've got like mental issues or whatever. And then he's like, leave me alone. <laughs> it's just, oh, this film made me laugh. And then uh, she sort of, she ends up walking off and then she comes back and she's like, what was that guy's name that you stabbed? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, it was Carlo Morosi. And she's like, oh. And he's like, why? And then she's like, well, I found this on the dresser. And it's like, um, it's something with his initials on it, basically, isn't it? And then and then she starts crying, but she cries really weird. It's like, yeah. really like forced, like, uh-huh, uh-huh, crying. It's really weird. And then, uh, and then they're like, well, we can't tell anybody. What are we going to do? And then... She's like, let's leave. Tell the police. But he can't tell the police because he's killed somebody. He'll get 15 years in prison. It was self-defense. Anyway, the film progresses. But I would always be like, please. I killed someone. Just just go in and be like, it's nothing. I killed a man a couple of days ago. And they'll be like, that's fine. Yeah, they'll be like, yeah, cool, no problem. We're, We're good with this. So... Then it cuts to him, Roberto, is out walking and then he goes to find a man called God. <laughs> there's a there's a guy in a hammock and he's like, have you seen God? And I was like, did he just say God? But he did. And he was like, oh, he's fishing down there. And I feel he like... He one of my favourites, the professor. The professor, yeah. He, great. when he was talking, I felt like, I don't think it was because I tried to sort of, I tried to have a look and see, but I couldn't. I don't think it was, but it sounded like this is really random. Have you ever seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. So, you know the bit where he gets the gun and the bullets, and they're like little cowboy bullets? I can't remember. 
and he, and he shoots them and they talk while well, they talk. Basically, this guy sounds like the voice of one of those bullets. And I was like, <laughs> I wonder if it's the same guy, but I don't think it is. And I was like, that's a really strange thing to you. I don't know where I went with that one. but <laughs> I That was a terrifying film. In its I own love way, that it? film. I, I didn't like ages. it when he dipped the shoe. Oh, that made me sad. I didn't like the end with Christopher... Um, Lloyd. Diddy. Lloyd. Yeah. Oh, where he gets steamrolled. That was... Oh, I love it. It's so terrifying. Good. It was great. Oh, so... So, yeah, so Roberto finds this guy fishing, and he's called Godfrey, as we find. And he's like, if you're going to call me God, you could at least call me God Almighty, because that's, you know, whatever. And uh, I was laughing as well, because when he, when he goes to find him, this, like, song comes on about hallelujah, so it's like, hallelujah! <laughs> and I was like, what is going on? It was really weird, but it made me laugh. So, he's basically... I feel like he's not happy to see Roberto and he's just like, what do you want? And they go to this little shack where he introduces him to his parrot that's called like Jerkoff or Jackoff or something. <laughs> and he's like, I can't really take it into anybody's company because, you know. It was a bit of a whimsical humour, wasn't it? It was, a little whimsical parrot. And then basically he's like, what do you want? Considering he doesn't want to get caught for this crime, he's telling an awful lot of people about it. So he's like, I've killed someone and now someone's after me. It's bad. Um, and then his 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 sort of rebuttal to this is eat a raw fish. Because he's eating these little like minnow things or something. And these little tiny fish. Yeah, and he's just like, oh, I don't know what to do. And he was like, it's an accident. The police don't know, but somebody's seen it. And basically, I feel like I'm being blackmailed but I don't know why and I don't know who it is. So God's answer to this is get a private investigator because you might be in danger. And then he's like, get somebody to watch your house. You. Yeah, get someone to watch your house. So Hammock Man, otherwise known as The Professor, oh, he'll the watch professor. your house. <laughs> he's great. Like he'll, te- he'll tell you if he sees anything, like in anything dodgy, you know. So he's See, like, right. Dodgy. They, I feel like maybe this is an untapped potential of, like, if you need help with something, could there not be, like, an online service where you can get people who aren't busy... To come and watch your house. To come and... Yeah, maybe. ...do something. I'd maybe, actually, no, well, now that I've said it... I'd but then you might idea. get put in danger if it's dodgy, so I wouldn't do it. Yeah, maybe don't. So... So then it cuts to him, he see it's it's dark and it's raining and he sees somebody and he's like, you bastard. <laughs> but basically it's the uh, it's the postman. It's the poor postman. That poor postman, he's getting it from everybody. He's just shouting at him constantly. Can't get a break. And I feel like he tries to strangle him at one point as well. So then uh, it cuts to a woman on the phone who is the maid of Roberto mm. and his wife. So she's on the phone and she's like, I saw him, I don't care what's going on, I just want money. I'll meet you in this park. Bit mercenary, isn't it? Yeah, so I think it's just I think it's just meant to be like a red herring that she's kind of involved. Yeah. But I don't think she is involved. I think it's just that she's seen something and she wants to gain she's, out of she it. She knows he's been like she just wants money. So then it cuts to it cuts to like a padded room and and sort of somebody sort of saying you'll never amount to anything i wanted a boy and all this lot and then you're like what the hell is that about i don't even understand Mm. 
Then it cuts to the maid at the park and she's waiting. And there's like music going on in this park. And there's like kids this park, playing I the children were a little bit sombre in this park on the playground. They seem to be enjoying the playground. They were enjoying themselves, very, no. Very quietly sitting <laughs> on the rides, not really playing. Yeah. <laughs> the air we breathe, the water we drink, the soil that grows food for our families... These basic elements are essential to healthy, happy lives. America's corn growers think so, too. Across the country, they're pitching in every day and doing the work to produce food and fuel that is healthy in a sustainable way. Go to ncga.com to learn more about how corn farmers grow a more sustainable future for us all. That's ncga.com. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. Very somber. I was like, that's a bad sign, get out of the park. Bad so, omen, leave so she, the park. She sat there and she sat there and she sat there. She has a cigarette and then all of a sudden the music stops and everyone disappears. I was like, did she have a nap or something? Because then it just shows everyone, like, blip, and they've disappeared. And I was like, she must have just been waiting there for ages. And then it's kind of starting to go dark. The park's closing, so she starts to leave. And then I think she hears someone shout at her something. So she's, like, so she's spooked out, so she starts running. And somebody starts following her, and she runs through this door... And then, but then it looks like she's like in between two walls, like trying to squeeze through a gap, which I didn't really understand what that was, but... I think she could have walked sideways, but I'm not sure what the ground was. No, I don't know what it was. I'm not quite sure how she was struggling. She, 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 yeah, she sort of squeezes through this gap, but then realises, well, she's out the other side. She can't get out because the park's shut now. So... She starts trying to jump and grab the wall, and she's like, "Help, help!" And then there's a man. There's a there's a man on the other side who's like, "I'll help you." Um, and then he starts jumping, but it's the way they do it. It's really funny. They start jumping to try and reach the wall, and he's like, "I can't. It's too high. I'll go to the gate." Six feet above them. Yeah, he's like, "I'll go to the gate," and then she's like, "Don't leave me! Don't you leave me there!" And then. and then basically, it, all you hear is her scream, and then you see like a hand run down the wall, and that's it. Ugh. And then, oh. uh, <laughs> then we cut to party chat part two. So I feel like it's the same guy. I think it's the same guy talking about vampires and Frankenstein, yeah. and and the people. Oh, and rape. He talks about rape as well. And I was like, these yeah, people do really not like want this to party hear. Story. It wasn't very. Just 
just not a good thing for him to share in any it way. It just wasn't it was, nice. Like, it wasn't funny. No. And then... It was weird, yeah. They were all just kind of there like, this This is odd. I don't like this. You, he's not He's not the conversational wizard that he thinks he is, I think, this guy. So... Unfortunately. Roberto, Roberto's sort of looking a bit sad and, and fearing for his life. And then they're like, are you all right? You didn't show up to rehearsal. And then the phone goes and the wife answers it and basically says, uh, that was the police. The maid is dead. Her throat was cut. And then, the, and then she's like, they said it was a maniac. And I was like, that's good police in there, isn't it? That's good policing. A maniac, maniac did it. don't have to try for stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, I'm going to the police station tomorrow to answer some questions. Then it cuts to the night time again and Roberto has this decapitation dream again. So he wakes up from this from this dream again and the cat's going crazy. It's like meowing and hissing and it's really mad. So he goes to investigate and he finds a note saying it was easy. So obviously the wife's up now and then he tells her what's going on and she she's scared she's like i'm i'm scared this is bad she's like this isn't this isn't a blackmail case they actually want to harm us they want to kill us and then she's like basically people are coming in and out of the house which is not good at all um and then she's like she's like we need to either leave or we need to go to the police or something we need to do something about this and he's like i killed a man yeah he's like i killed a man i'll get 15 years again just shouting it about, I've killed someone, I've killed someone, blah, blah, blah. And there's a woman, a dark-haired woman, who comes in and she overhears this. And I was like, well, it's no wonder that... I'm surprised you've not been arrested for it already. Because you're just telling everyone. So... Yeah, so then... Uh, so then it cuts to a restaurant and a man eating his food and sexually harassing a waitress. <laughs> And I think this guy, uh, this guy is the guy that was dead. This guy was the guy that was yeah. stabbed and killed. So, so he isn't he dead. Been, uh, yeah. yeah, so he's not dead. So he he get, he makes a phone call at this restaurant and he's like, see you at my place. Uh, I'm fed up of not seeing you, blah, blah, blah. And then I think it's the masked, the masked person on the other end of the phone. And then it cuts to... Yeah, it cuts to Roberto talking to the professor because he's been outside watching his house. And he basically said that he saw someone steal his cat. Because he was like, oh, I saw someone with a cat in a blanket running away from your house. <laughs> so he's like, oh, all right, brilliant. That's great. Thanks for the, the help. Just watching, but no helping. Yeah, so uh, the, the mailman comes... Because he got attacked by Roberto last time and he's like, I am armed this time, so don't you attack me. I was like, that poor mailman. The poor postman. I know. So then it cuts to, it cuts back to this man who's meeting this master assailant in this little house. So obviously he's been laying low after this, this um, thing. Yeah, what an interesting house he had. It was very bland. Basically just a room. It was quite sparse, wasn't it? So... But then I was saying how nice that is. So. It, his his takes sparse to a whole new level, but he is essentially hiding from yeah, everyone. Yeah, he's a bit too sparse. So yeah. he interestingly though, he, he says had, of, of all his possessions, one of them happened to be a coil of wire on a hook on the wall, which turned out to be quite unfortunate. 
Oh, yeah, that was weird. I didn't understand that. But one of them happens to be a coil of wire that you have some music hook on the wall. Yeah. It's not a good end for him. It's not, is it? So he he's talking to this masked assailant and basically saying, like, oh, I need to meet, I've met you and blah, blah, blah. And then says that the woman, the maid, found out about what was going on. So obviously tried to blackmail, so he had to kill him. And then basically this master assailant beats this guy to death and then uses his uses his wire that he has in his in his room to strangle him with it. The fateful wire. Yeah, it's 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 bad. So then yeah, and then it cuts to Roberto just driving around in the car and he finds a note before he st- sets off he finds a note saying now it's finished it's your turn so he's getting more notes and threats and all this kind of stuff yeah, and he still i think he drives past he drives past the police cuz he kind of thinks about it but then he's like no I can't I can't do it thinks about it but he doesn't he's really revving that car isn't he yeah there's one thing he's that i did notice revving the car when he's driving around in this car there's um a poster that he drives past for The Bird with the Crystal Plumage, which is another Dario Argento film that we've not covered. I also noticed there is a hell of a lot of Fiat 500s in this film, just parked (laughs) everywhere. And I loved it. I love an old Fiat 500. Was it filmed in Rome? I don't know. I'm assuming it was Italy somewhere. But, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. (laughs) He goes to uh, this PI's office who's painting his wall. And then, uh, and he sort of says, "Oh, um, I think I've got the wrong person." And he's like, "No, no, I'm the, I'm the PI." That, yeah. And he, and he kind of backs away, and I he's really like, like the PI. He was like, "No, no, I don't." And it, and then he so I'm sure he says something. Of, uh, he's like, "Do you not want to hire me because I'm gay or something like that?" And then he's like, "You heterosexuals." I was like, "What? <laughs> what is happening? Really weird." Apparently, it was the it was actor's a bit, choice. It a bit shoehorned in, didn't it? Well, it was the actor's decision to play it gay. But then I was like, have you ever actually met a gay person in your life? They do not talk like this or act like this at all. But it was the 70s. So I guess, you know, it was a different time, mm. we'll say. But I was a bit like, eh, that's a bit weird. So then... Uh, there's lots of stuff happens sometimes in older films where you're like, oh, well, that feels a bit weird, doesn't it? But at the time, it wasn't it weird. It wasn't weird, but yeah. It is kind of a bit weird. Though. It's a bit stereotypical. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, I feel like they could have done with without that, to be honest. But anyway, he takes him, he takes him to eat and then basically says, you're paying, aren't you, yeah? And then uh, and then he's like, yeah, what's he had? And, and she's like, oh, he's had steak and this and that and eggs and... And I was like, bloody hell. And an egg and a uh, bottle of beer. Yeah, and a beer. Do you know, the one thing that I had when watching this PI, he really, he reminded me of someone straight away, but I couldn't quite think who. And then it hit me later, Carl Kennedy from Neighbours. Mm, yeah, I kind of see it, I but think. yeah. Just a little bit, just enough, like yeah. a hint of Carl. <laughs> he is in the car with him and, uh, and he's sort of saying, he's kind of evaluating this case and saying, well... The odds are in our favour. And then he says that he's, he's got like a science background and all this kind of stuff. So it sounds really promising that he'll be a really good PI. And then he's like, I've not solved one case. And he's like, what? You've not solved a case? And he's like, no, not one. No. But, you know, we'll give it a go, whatever. 
Then it cuts yeah, back. <laughs> it cuts. Solve a case at some point. Well, you'd think so, wouldn't you? It cuts back to the angry woman for, and she's got stuff again that she doesn't want from the mailman. She is raging again. She's like, "Stop giving me this stuff. I do not want it." Then the um, the PI ends up ringing Roberto, and he's sort of asking about why people would want to blackmail you and stuff and and then he ends up saying like the wife got left quite a large inheritance so she's quite well off and he's like oh interesting and then he's like yeah i'll call i'll call you back and then the police turn up at the house to ask about the maid when he goes back and um she the wife's outside and she basically says i'm going to the police station i'm not coming back to this house because it's freaking me out um and then, yeah, well, you didn't fair enough, but yeah, obviously it turns out he, yeah, he. I won't get into that bit. He does agree, and he sort of says, "Yeah, it's probably safer for you to go. I'll just check in with me every now and again, just to make sure you're all right, kind of thing." And then, uh, and then uh, the the dark haired woman is back, and she turns out to be the cousin of the wife, I think. Yeah. So she's like, "Why didn't you go?" Why didn't you go with her? And he's like, it's none of your business. And then uh, she she's basically saying, oh, you, you can trust me. It's fine. I know about the, I know about the accidental murder. <laughs> Everyone knows about this accidental murder. I'm surprised the police don't know. Who doesn't at this point know about the accidental murder? I feel like everyone knows about it. So <laughs> he's like, uh, he's, he sort of... He, goes into it and say it says what's going on and he's like oh have you got any ideas and she's like i've got an excellent idea a bath no that is not an idea and he's like i don't i don't want a bath diane i do not want a bath cut to bath is in a bath and i was just like what is happening then uh, he pretends to drown in the bath and then she's like oh you're so annoying and i was like i feel like they're very close mm. for for the you wouldn't cousin's wife. Your, um, cousin husband in the bath. No. Really? No, it's weird and she's still there and it's very odd. And then yeah. uh, she she's like, oh, do you want me to massage your back? And I was like, again, boundaries, weird. It's weird. Weird. And uh, and it looks like she she puts lard on him to massage him. It's like, it's like lard. And I was just like, why? <laughs> what are you... Like that a pot of lard. Not that I've ever tried it, but it comes like. Yeah, and I was just like, I was just like, what? It looked like, it did look like lard though, because it's like really like looked like fat. It was weird. And then uh, he basically tries to cop a feel, and she's like, no, no, I can't do this, and shuts him down for about two seconds, and then it cuts to them both in the bath. But then I assumed that they'd had an affair previously, but apparently they hadn't, I don't think. But no, I was like... It's, it's all a bit of a strange I, triangle, isn't it? I was it's like, they're too comfortable to with each other to, to not have had an affair. So, yeah, so basically they're cheating on wife. That's that's that. It's really weird. Then the PI arrives later on and is like, I'm, I'm still investigating this case, but I need more evidence so I need to look at, at like the wallet with the ID in and all this kind of stuff. So he's like, right, that's fine. And he goes to the drawer where he keeps all of his evidence and opens it and the cat's in there dead, which... Mm. But that also made me laugh because the cat looked like an extra from Thriller. 
because it was like yellow eyes and like weird teeth. So I called him Thriller Cat. And then he was like, oh, this is not evidence. This is a dead cat. This is terrible. Then... It wasn't very nice, that was No, the poor cat. The cat didn't deserve it. Then uh, he's in bed again and he has the decapitation nightmare again. The cousin's still there. She's still not gone home. And in this meanwhile, the PI's working away and he's working out like a psychological profile of this person and they've got a double personality. And they... I like the way he was... He was eating sweets whilst doing this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a bowl of sweets. little bowl of sweeties. Of sweets, which he had well. Well, you know, you've got like to have a... Thing. You've got to have a little sugary treat when you're working hard, you know. Well, you've got to have treats whilst you're solving a terrible crime, don't you? Yeah. And, and he's and sort of working out that they may appear normal to in the everyday, but obviously they're a functioning psychopath essentially so he calls up roberto and sort of says that i'm still doing this investigating and uh and he's sort of saying does it does any of this sound familiar to you does it there's a name that he says and he's like does this name mean anything to you and he's like no and basically he's like okay bye and then just hangs up and he's like why what so what's going on so then so then uh, the PI talks to a doctor about somebody who was cured after three years of being in, in a mental institution and that the man's father wasn't their real father. Mm. And then it cuts to... So an... that, that leads back to who the scene of the, the, the padded room with the voiceover. Yes, it does. That's correct. So then it cuts to a band session... And Roberto gets a phone call, but it's it's his wife checking in and there's no no news still looking. Then uh, it cuts to the PI in, in a car. This is where I saw the Fiat 500s all over the place. And he goes, he goes into a house and sort of follows somebody who goes up a lift, but he doesn't see who it is. And has a little chat with this man. And then he's like, call me, call me later or whatever. And he's like, yeah, all right, whatever but then sees this mysterious person leave this building, so he follows him again to a subway. And he's on the train, but it's really, really crowded, but he's staring at somebody, but we can't it's see crowded. who it he is. He did well. Yeah, I'd yeah. have lost them. He did well to keep an eye on them. He did, dude, really good. Mm. But, like, we can't see who he's looking at, but he's got eyes on this person. Yeah. And then uh, they eventually get off the train, so then he fights his way out of this busy train. But he can't see anybody. And he's sort of looking up the stairs and stuff, but he doesn't see where they've gone. And then he hears the toilet door close. So he follows whoever it is. And then uh, a mysterious person smacks him over the head and injects him with this, like, blue stuff. Blue stuff is weird. Yeah, it looks like the stuff that they use at vets. Horrible. So whoever it is says, you guessed right. So he knew who it was. And he's, yeah. and he's dying in he this toilet. It it's really sad because he's dying in this toilet. But he's like, I cracked the case. I finally cracked my one case. It and then he dies. case. I yeah, know. and I was like, oh, also, what a shame. It's sad to die holding it. I know, what a shame. I was really sad. That's not how you'd want to go. No. So Roberto's at home and then decides to go for a walk to jazzy music. And then he ends up at a... Some kind of like funeral exhibition. 
where mm, like a coffin showroom it's like it's like comic-con for funerals it's really weird i don't know what's <laughs> going on and then uh, he meets god and the professor there and then uh, the professor does this thing he's got like a really tiny stub of cigarette to this guy and he's like have you got a light and he gives him his full <laughs> cigarette which he lights but then takes the full cigarette and gives him the end of the cigarette and walks off that and he's like really cool it was really funny to someone wasn't it what a nice guy there's a guy i liked that it was funny there's a guy who's trying sort of what looks to be a sarcophagus out and he complains that it's too tight <laughs> but then the guy's like well i've had no complaints and i thought well you won't will you because they're dead normally when they go in them so they're not going to complain so that's all. Yeah. That's all happening. It's really weird. It's, it's quite. A it's really bizarre. Little aside. It's it? really weird. And then uh, God's talking to Roberto, and he's like, "Somebody found out, and they basically want to drive you crazy before they kill you. That's what they want to do." And then he's like, "Maybe you should take your wife's advice and get out, you know, and run away." Then it cuts to it cuts to the cousin. I think the cousin's packing to leave, and she. Starts hearing this, I wanted a son and all this kind of stuff that was going on in the padded room. So then you're kind of thinking, oh, maybe it's her then. She tries to maybe call. Yeah, she tries to call the studio, but Roberto's busy. So she makes another call, but we don't see who that is. And then she she looks quite scared and wanting to leave. And she starts hearing noises in this house, which again is pitch black, not a light shined on. If anything, she starts no, turning lights off. She turns the lights off and I'm like, what are you doing? So she takes her shoes off to sneak through the house and she gets to these stairs to get to like the attic space, I think it is. So she's walking up there and she hears the phone go, which is Roberto, because she rang him before. And she gets up to this like attic room where there's like loads of old furniture in it and all this lot. And she hides in a wardrobe with like a little... I think it's like a, a screwdriver or something, like, poised, ready to stab someone if she has to. And then the the killer comes up and starts having a sort of wander around, but they don't get to the wardrobe. So she waits for a bit and then comes out because she thinks she's safe. She's not safe. This scared the shit out of me, safe. by the way. I've seen this before and I've forgotten about it. But it really... I don't know why, but it really got me. And I was like, whoo! And uh, she, like, peeps around the corner of this of where the stairs are and basically they come at her with a knife she falls down the stairs and then the knife you just see the knife go down and then obviously she's been killed oh i really didn't like her going down the stairs that, i couldn't no. watch that bit that it bit made it proper bad. made me jump that bit and i, I was like bloody hell i don't know why that yeah, made me jump so much. Like so then it cuts to the wife and family um at like i don't know if they're at the police station or at a mausoleum or somewhere but the police are there and they're basically saying to the wife we want to do some tests on on the body and then she's like speak to my husband i can't i can't deal with this right now then it it comes out it says we want to do a test on the girl's eyes because her eyes were open when she died so we think that the image on her retina of the last thing she saw we might be able to see who it is yeah. basically so i i what well I looked into this right briefly, and it is it true? It's not. In nineteen fourteen, 
There was a thing called optography where they believed that they could see the last thing that you saw before you die. And there's been a lot of studies about it, but it's been pretty inconclusive that that is a thing. A few... Cause a few images have been found. Yeah, it doesn't sound possible. Does it? And pe- people have sort of interpreted them as as oh yeah, that's that's what they would have seen. But I don't. There's no like solid solid evidence. I did find um I found like an an article on it. I'll put it in the show notes because it was quite interesting actually. But it was it was a thing that was believed, and I think they tried to use it at the time of Jack the Ripper to find who out who he was. Oh really? Yeah. I just so, don't. I just. I mean, I'm not a, an expert on eye science. I've um, I've learned a little bit about the eye. Possible. I can see how it would appear feasible, but I think it's a bit too far fetched for for our technology that we would see that. So apparently, um, Argento didn't want this in it. He didn't want it in it at all. But then. They sort of they sort of went through how how it would look and the effect that it showed and he and he sort of liked it so he went he went with it basically. That's fair enough. So it do they do this test and find this image of the last thing that they saw and and they're like what is that and it's four flies that they see mm, and she and they're like oh four flies that was weird. Then it cuts to Roberto. He's bought a gun. At this point, he's like, right, I'm not leaving the house. I'm holding up in this house. I've got a gun. I'm going to wait for them to turn up and see what happens. And then it, we get the decapitation nightmare again. But this time, it follows through to the actual decapitation. He doesn't wake up before it happened, like, before yeah. it finishes. And see, even I didn't think that that had looked real. It, no. <laughs> and when he... <laughs> This time as well, I notice when he wakes up, he's not scared and he doesn't wake up suddenly. He just wakes up. Yeah. And he's not, yeah. So the, at this point, he's just like, do you know what? I'm not bothered. He's <laughs> so over it. He wakes, he wakes up to the phone and I think it's Godfrey on the phone saying, do you want me to come round? And he's like, no, no, it's fine. I'm good so far. But then the phone cuts off and he's like, oh, oh no, someone's here. So Something's afoot. He, he's got the gun and he's going through the house and you can see there's like a sort of POV shot of somebody's watching him but we don't know who it is. And uh, and the house is in darkness again. He does something with the light to like rig it to come back on. I don't know what he did. It was really weird. But he manages to get the lights back on and he sees... He did something with a wire, didn't he? Yeah, I don't know what he did with it. It was really weird. Um, But somebody's coming in the front door... And then all the lights gone, but it's his wife. And then she's like, "What are you doing? Like, why are you sat in the dark, being weird?" And then he's like, "Oh, I thought, I thought it was someone else." And then he's like, "At this time, he's like, I think he's he's sort of saying, I'm gonna stay and put an end to this." And she's like, "We need to get out of here. What are you actually doing?" And then he's well, like, in, "At this point, I kind of in agreement with her, but obviously things progress." Right? Yeah. So she. So he's like, I'm going to stay. You need to leave. Get in the car. Drive off. Just go. It's we need You need to go because you're in danger. And he, um, I think he's sort of pushing her. He's basically manhandling her out of the door. But then he picks up her necklace that she's got on. And it's like um, a really dark disc. And then there's another little circle in it. And in that circle is a fly. And then, uh, and then he's like... 
looking at it. So then basically he slaps the shit out of her, slaps her to the floor and then she's like, what are you doing? What is going on? And then he slaps her again. And then, it, and then she, she's at this point, she's like, what is going on? And he's like, you did it. It's you. You were the one who's d- done this. And then um, she sort of backed away to this cabinet because she's like, you're acting crazy what is happening. But then picks up the gun. And she's like, yeah, I've got the gun now. And she's like, yeah, it was me. I did it. It was all me. Yeah, it was me. And then uh, she, <sighs> she basically says, I, believe it. I want to see you die painfully and slowly. And he's like, why? Why? And she shoot she shoots him in the shoulder and there's that like slow motion shot of a bullet. Yeah. Which for the time, like I don't think a lot of that was done really, you know. You you no, see it a lot in when like this was made because we look back on it with yeah. modern eyes and we were at the mm. when this was made. Yeah, that's it. It was it, quite it, high tech isn't the word, but it was it was a modern film, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's it. So it turns like, out, wow. but it's like, well, they were just making it how they thought it would look great. Yeah, it did look good. It turns out yeah. her father raised her as a boy, and he felt cheated as he had a girl, and he was horrible to her, and he beat her, and like she didn't respond like a man because she was a girl, and basically he was horrible to her. Her mum died in a, an asylum. She ended up getting put in asylum for three years. Because yeah, it was horrible. Because they gave her a diagnosis of that she was an insane maniac. I don't think that's a correct diagnosis, but okay. And then she basically says that I was in this institution plotting my revenge on my dad, but he died before I could get revenge. So like, she had no closure from it. So then she was saying that I needed to find someone else, and you are just like him. You look just like him, so. That's why I chose you, basically. Which is really a shame, because he's not really done well, anything wrong. Well, I kind of... He think. hasn't really done anything wrong, has it? Because like, she must have planted that man... Yeah. She planted that man that he supposedly stabbed. So that kind of started it all. And yeah. then, obviously, the, the, the rest sort of happened. But, yeah, I was like... It's just because it happened. It's a cruel thing to do. It's just. Yeah, because he happened to look like her dad. Like, she basically has ruined this guy's life, which is harsh. Yeah. So she. I think she kind of says that she was gonna. um, She was gonna sort of do it slowly and painfully, but now she's got a gun. We're, We're improvising, basically. So she's gonna shoot him, but then God comes and knocks her out of the way. You know what? She should have done perhaps instead of picking out a man to be her victim she should have had better therapy yeah maybe but obviously it's a film and quite well that way does it yeah maybe talk about your problems so she ends up running off into a car so you think oh shit she's got away and she's driving off but then there's a truck in front of her and she basically plows into the back of this truck but it's like a really yeah she doesn't see it and then it just hits the back i don't know how he he manages to do it but he always makes things look really really good so he's like there's this horrible car crash but it looks awesome like it looks beautiful almost, which yeah. is weird, and all the like glass well falling done, and stuff. Yeah, and I feel like does she get decapitated? Does a head come off? I feel like a head comes off. I didn't spot that bit. I think I a head comes off, and then the the 
car basically bursts into a ball of fire. And then that's it. Credits. Oh, Fiend. Awful. What an end. Yeah. But then it but then it's kinda of like, oh she got away. Oh no she didn't. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah. It's purely by chance that yeah. she was caught at the end by the, the, by the car truck. Accident. Yeah. It's crazy. But I, I do quite like it. I don't think it's my favourite. I think... No. I think this is one of his earlier ones where he's kind of figuring out what he's about kind of thing because there's elements of his style in it but it's not quite as polished as some of them, I think. Not quite there. Yeah. But you do need John Saxon for it to be a favourite, really. Yeah, John Saxon. See, if John Saxon was that PI, he'd have worked John it out Saxon ages ago. Films, yeah, definitely. I think ratings wise, I'd probably give it a three. Gore probably a one because it's not it's not very gory. You don't see a lot. I don't think he's gone into like the full gore aspect of of what he what he does at this point. It would, I mean, it would, there was a few bits where I didn't really want to watch the screen where, like, when she do the girl cousin was falling down the stuff like that. But yeah. it wasn't like loads and loads of blood or anything. No, no, no. It's not like some. Some sort of where there's like it looks like they're basically bucketing blood on to everywhere kind of thing. Mm. Uh, Humor probably a two because there's the odd sort of funny bit, but it wasn't meant to be funny. But I found it funny, <laughs> and then <laughs> I just yeah, I always I always like things like that though, like finding the humor. I enjoy you it. Do, you've got to find humor. Yeah, you that's it. But uh, overall, I think it's a good it's a good watch. It's enjoyable. Yeah. It certainly is. Mm. It's thrilling. I recommend. Isn't it? I recommend. Yeah, I like a good who done it. It's so. quite a surprising one as well because I thought it was going to be the cousin. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. But no, wasn't the cousin. Yeah, but it wasn't. No. Or I thought it was going to be that man who was supposedly dead but wasn't dead. Yeah. 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 I yeah it because I I think I was sort of like. It could possibly be his wife, because that would be a really horrible thing for a wife to do. <laughs> and it turns out it was. Turns out it was. Oh. Well, next week, we're going to do mm. The Babysitter. That's what we're doing next week. It's a bit more, a bit more light-hearted. Yeah, it's a Netflix original. Oh. So for next week, watch The Babysitter. And in the meantime, we are on Facebook at Wonderful and Strange. We are on Twitter at WNS Horrorpod and we're also on the emails at wonderfulandstrange.hotmail.com. And also, we are on Buy Me a Coffee. If you give us £2 donation, you can choose a film. It can be anything you want, doesn't have to be horror, and we will cover it. And if you subscribe, like I said before, there is extra episodes for you to listen to. Yeah. What's that? I would choose like entrapment. <laughs> I haven't seen entrapment for ages. You know, the lasers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would happily review entrapment. <laughs> From there for entrapment, I still don't understand what happens at the end. I can't remember it. It's been ages since I watched it. Yeah. So on that note. On that note, stay safe everybody.
presented by Climate Power Education Fund. Does big oil care about our streets flooding or our homes burning? Not according to an ExxonMobil top lobbyist. Did we aggressively fight against um, uh, some of the science? Uh, yes. You know, we were looking out for our shareholders. They care about profits, not people. Learn more at polluters.exposed. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today.